Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor, and as always, I will be your host. Joining me in the studio, we have our new YA host, officially here for her second official podcast as a host, Milana Bakken. What's up? I always want to call you Milana Martellero for some reason. I'm surprised you can say I it. I always forget that well, you're Well, I remember I didn't really say it right when I did your, performed your wedding. <laughs> you didn't? Andrew Matron is in the studio <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, I'm glad you don't remember that. I well, remember. I'm sure my dad heard it. Oh, yeah. I feel, like I, I feel like I looked at him, too. Prideful Italian man. <laughs> you just... made eye contact. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just got like caught up, and I've said it a million times, and I was like, Martellero. Martin Marinara. <laughs> Milana Marinara. <laughs> Jake Bakken. Tell me you tried to add like some type of Italian accent to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I messed up a couple of things in your wedding. I forgot to have everybody do communion. Yes. After everybody the wedding, was like I was like holding the cups. Uh-huh. Like, are we supposed to take these? I was like, oh wow, I see a bunch of full communion cups that I did not tell people to take. So I'm sorry I ruined your special it's okay. day. You did. Other than you, it was a great I day. was there. It but. was really awkward because of you. So. <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse than performing a wedding that's, like, serious. Or not serious, but, you know. And seeing all your friends. Everybody you know. <laughs> all just sitting. And they're waiting. Just for waiting for up. one thing. <laughs> yes. And you look back, and they're all just, like, making faces and laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is someone's special day, and you could care less. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, at least Jericho did good. Do you guys yeah, have Do you guys have a most awkward wedding story? Either performing or attending? I'll start. I <laughs> I had I had a couple. It was like my second or third wedding I ever performed and the bride, she was kind of a bridezilla and she desperately wanted like a moment for photographs like before they did their first kiss. And so she was like I want to have like a moment to like look into each other's eyes. For like 60 seconds. And I was like... Like uninterrupted. Yes. And I was like, I don't think you understand how long 60 seconds is. No, and I told her, I like pushed back so many times. You're like, 15 seconds will be uncomfortable for everybody. Yes. And she wanted a full minute so the photographer could like go around and like circle around. And dude, we paused for a full 60 seconds. Wow. And you could hear a pin drop. Every single person was so. I remember standing up there trying not to laugh. I was like, "There's no way you were." And they were just like, and her husband is—he was the nicest guy, but he was just like along for the ride. Yeah, he and he was so uncomfortable in front of people, and he—you could tell he was dying inside. (laughs) He was just dying inside. Yeah, that's. I've seen I've seen like people like pass out and stuff. (gasps) Oh no. That's really bad. Yeah. Have you ever been to a wedding where somebody's backed out? No. I never Ooh. have. I performed low- a wedding like that the day, day uh, they got divorced like six weeks later. So I felt <laughs> really oh, good about myself. No. <laughs> nice. well, that's not funny, guys. That's not funny. Oh, Why wow. do I low-key, though, want to go to a wedding where they back out? 
Or like someone interrupts and is I like, I f- object. Yeah, I want to feel that tension. <laughs> like for in some the movies. Reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the sick part of every human being. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Where it's like seeing somebody else. Guys, it snowed for the first time. The first real snow of the year. Do you guys, are you snow fans? Are you winter fans? Or are you like, um, move me to Miami Beach? (laughs) I'm like, if it's going to be cold, I want snow. And I just want it to be like cold. It seems kind of pointless. So I'm glad the snow is here. I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it. Do your kids like uh, the snow? Yeah, until they get like really cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Ezra's about it. So we have like a little hill behind our house, and she went sledding for the very first time, and she was obsessed. We were out there for two hours, That's and fun. she and what well, what was fun at first was we were like, "This is great. She's gonna sleep like a rock." Yeah. But 15 <laughs> minutes after walking up the hill, it was, "Daddy, carry me!" And oh, so I no. was freaking slinging her in this stupid sled right. up a hill for an hour and a half, yeah. just like, "Oh my gosh, my legs are on fire." But I, I, I enjoy one of my favorite things about snow is like driving at night when there's like no one around and it's like the snow is like slowly falling. It's just very peaceful. It is until yeah. you hit an ice patch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, hey. Last week, let's dive in. Let's jump into this podcast. We're not here to talk about weddings and snow. (laughs) We're here to help you have the best 2022 slash life of your life. Yeah. You only get one. So let's make it amazing. Last week, we kicked off our podcast series for January talking about having vision over goals. Why goals are beneficial as long as they support a vision. Come January, everybody's got their New Year resolutions, and a lot of times they can just be arbitrary, just kind of like small, random things that you want to accomplish throughout the year, and that's great. But we kind of spent the last podcast talking about how if you really want to build something, if you want to accumulate like a really good, influential, meaningful life, you should have a vision for your life and then set goals that support that vision. And so if you didn't hear that podcast, go check it out. That's kind of like the kickoff to this four-week podcast series. But this week, we are going to talk about something that doesn't really get talked about a lot, I think especially in our culture. If you're below the age of 30, you probably really will resonate with this. It's the idea of failure and actually the necessity of failure or, or how we can embrace failure and actually use it as a weapon or a tool to help us grow. Yeah. I think if anybody in this room or anybody listening wants to achieve any type of greatness or significance with our lives, we have to embrace this reality that failure is a possibility. Anybody who wants to do anything great will fail at some point. And what's hard is that we live in such a failure-adverse society where failure seems to be like this mark of eternal damnation. Pardon my language. <laughs> but but we're so afraid to fail right. that it sometimes keeps us from trying and potentially embracing like a life of greatness or significance or going after the calling that God's put on our life. Right. Why do you feel like our culture is so adverse to failure? I feel like a big role in it is probably social media. Like I think we millennials, Gen Z, grew up in a generation where like Everything is publicized. Every, like, milestone in your life, graduations, baby announcements, marriage, new jobs, new houses, all that sort of thing. And so if, like, failure is more publicized now. So 
it strikes like a fear in like a generation that was raised to believe like you can do anything you set your mind to, like you can be anything you want and was super encouraged, but also had this like pressure coming from just everything being so public and shared and out there. I think it just breeds this like anxiety within people to like, if I fail, everybody's going to know. Yeah. Literally everybody's going to know. Right. Yeah, I, I would I would say that I'm someone who feels pretty like ad, ad, adverse to failure. Like I, I, I really try to like avoid failure. I also think it's kind of part of like my hardwiring, my personality. Like I just am somebody who I I operate a little bit more out of out of safety, stability. Like I'm I'm not like a, a huge risk risk taker. Um Whereas like my my wife, she's like far more of just like the the take risk, like play it safe doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to her when it comes like to life and travel and going and having experiences. So I also think that there are just some people who um, it's just kind of they have to really fight that that idea that like failure is is okay. Yeah. Um, and and I I know for me kind of like what you're talking about, Milana. I, I grew up in a very like protect your image kind mm-hmm. of culture. So so that that may go a little bit more spiritual, but in the sense of like I never really let people like into weaknesses. I never wanted anybody to see me sweat. Like I, um, I so I always figured out how to really manage my image and manage what people saw. Mm-hmm. Um, where failure was just not really like an option in my mind or at least yeah. an option that I was going to allow people to to see. So the reality is that every single person fails. I think some people are okay with it because just like, hey, this is part of life. Some people avoid it because they're they're embarrassed. It's filled with shame and, and whatnot. So I, I actually really resonate with people who will avoid failure at, at all costs huh. um, be, because of – because of being successful or doing everything right um, creates the kind of image or persona that we desire to yeah. kind of speak to. Now it's just kind of fleshing itself out in, in a social mm-hmm. media kind of pattern. But yeah. Do you think that – because, I mean, there are things – there are like real like fail compilation videos. <laughs> what do you think of – what do you think it is about our culture, our society that loves watching people fail? Like, what does it do to our psyche or what does it do to like, is it just funny? I mean, a lot of them are like, it's, a lot of them are like people tripping. It's not like a video of somebody who started a business and then went bankrupt, you know, yeah. but there is, I think it speaks to like this deeper drive of almost like we like watching people fail because it almost validates us not trying. If, if that makes any yeah, sense. And I think it normalizes failure a little bit too, like. Why, why do people, when celebrities screw up or say something yeah. wrong or tweet the wrong tweet or whatever it might be, like, in culture just destroys people. Like, it's, yeah. it's like this internal thing that we feel about ourselves that we project onto, onto other people. Now, would we want to trade places with those people? <laughs> Probably Absolutely not. not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you, you watch a video like that, a failed compilation, and you're like, Ooh, yeah, that really normalizes like life. I'm glad that that's not me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know that's like for me. Why? Yeah, 
I don't know. I love like the the baking fails. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting here like, oh, I wonder why I like like looking at those. But I think there is a level to it of like it like to what Connor said. It kind of validates you like us not trying, and maybe f- makes us feel better yeah. about ourselves and our failures, which is just plays into that comparison game that right. is just all, constantly in our faces. Yeah, I think there is like a positive that can come from it in the sense of it when you said like it normalizes it. It shows that as dumb as it's not like for baking, like even some of the best bakers make a bad cake. You know what I mean? And so you can use that. And that's kind of the point of this podcast to inspire you to be like, oh, okay, they don't get it right. Like Gordon Ramsay doesn't cook a perfect dinner Every single time he yeah. tries. It'll be better than yours. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> His worst might be better than right, yours. Right, right, right. But at this, it can either inspire you or it can validate this sense of like, well, man, if they're failing, right. I shouldn't even try. Right. What do you think it is about failure that we're actually so afraid of? Because I know for me specifically, there's a lot of things in my life that I want to try but a lot of my fear to even start, my fear of failure comes back to like perception mm-hmm. and embarrassment. If I try this and it's not successful, what are people going to think of me? And basically is failure like a label that I have to wear for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. What do you think it is innately? For me, it's a very perception driven thing of are other people going to see me as a failure? And then is that going to devalidate or devalue other things that I try in the future because I failed at this one thing? Or is it? can it be something I use and, and learn from? But what do you think it is that we're actually afraid of when it comes to failure? Yeah, I, I think for me, I do think there is a perception part of it and like the outside perception. But also sometimes when you fail – it reinforces what you already kind of felt about yourself. Mm. Like, have you ever like been like, I'm like build yourself up to like try something or like shoot your shot with that person or like, (laughs) or, or take your risk with that job, like submit a resume to a place you like, there's no way I could work here, but I feel like that's like in me. Like I know. And then you do it and it's failure. And then it just reinforces and so I think that's like what we see in our culture a lot. And I've seen in my own life is that like we believe something about ourselves. So then we take a step towards it. And if it doesn't happen how we thought that it would, then it kind of like reinforces. And so then we kind of take small, smaller steps then. And then it's like smaller like um, progress and just kind of re- – and so, so I just feel like that that for me is like – why I avoid a lot of things because I already kind of like am questioning like could I even do that yeah like oh screw it I can't I got it in me like (laughs) God's put some and then you try and then you fail miserably and you're like oh okay so I I do kind of suck and (laughs) and not not that that's true well but but that's that's, the narrative that you're reinforcing in your mind kind of yes that that is the reason why I have not stepped out on an ice rink again (laughs) (laughs) that famous your famous ice rink in 12 years yeah because I'm like you know I'm gonna do it and then it was like one of the worst events in my life I'm like nope literally will never put ice skates on again (laughs) that's so funny that's amazing what do you think like because there is there is something to almost like reinforcing both positive and negative traits like when when raising a kid when raising Ezra like 
we literally had to buy a book called Hands Are Not for Hitting because <laughs> she loves to swing fists for some reason at her four-month-old sister. And, hey, she throws, baby. She does. But there's something about like negative reinforcements but also positive reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go out and you try to do something that you, you tried to start this business or you tried to write this book or start this blog or – do like a Instagram picture, like become like a photographer, whatever, and you fail. It didn't. It's not working the way you thought. If you're being honest, you're like, "Hey, I just need to count my losses and move on and try something else." How do you break the cycle of that negative rhetoric in your mind? Yeah. yeah, like, is there a way to break that cycle, or is that just kind of what comes with failure? Yeah, I I think so. Okay, so like in uh, what's what's the passage? Um, it's it's in Pro- Proverbs twenty four. I think like for though a righteous man falls seven times, they mm. rise again. Yeah, like that. There, there's just something. It's also kind of goes back to like what we talked about last week, when it comes to, like, setting vision for your life. Now, now are there things like little hobbies and things that you want to like try and fail in where you're like, do I really want to give my life to trying to become a hunter? Like, I don't really care about being a hunter. And I, yeah. <laughs> I actually shot my friends. So I probably shouldn't like go hunting. Again. <laughs> but, but I think that there are some things like in life where if you have like a massive vision for your life that you have heard from God and you're like, I know that I am called to be this. I know that God has places in my life. Then that strong vision will well, I think help you to rise again. Yeah. Mm. And and I think that people just ha- lack big vision for their life. Yeah. And so they don't have vision for their life. And so they're kind of like tossed by every wind and every wave. And so I'll try this. Well, that didn't really work out. Okay. So then I'll try this. And so I think that's where I find a lot of 20 somethings. Like think about between 18 and 29, like how much life you experience. There's so much. And there's yeah. the... The world is your oyster. Like you yeah. got to do whatever you want, um, but I, I see a, a strong lack of vision yeah. when it comes to twenty somethings, and so that's why I think that people give up often. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I want to be a writer, a blogger. Well, I tried it once, <laughs> and people didn't repost it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but is that the is the vision for your life that God has put inside you to be a writer, to share your story, to be an author of the authority of things that God has placed in your life? Well, if you have that strong vision then failure isn't a step backwards. Failure is like a potential step forward because you're learning and, and you're, you have an open mindset. So, yeah. so I, th- I think having some clear vision for like what you're trying to accomplish, mm. um, like even Michael Jordan, like he wanted to be the best player in the world. And he said this quote, like, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've, I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeeded. Yeah. But – you can't tell me that if you sat down with Michael Jordan back in this time, the vision that he had for his career and the man that he wanted to be uh, on the court uh, was unparalleled. So it helped him push through. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just monologued for <laughs> No, no, that's great. Five minutes. That's great. Michael Thanks, Jordan Michael. Quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's such a good reminder, too, that for a 20-something – that is listening to this podcast and is doing their best to live the life they want, have goals, follow Jesus, all that. I think it's such a good reminder, too, that the whole, like, basis of our faith 
is like based on failure. Yeah. <laughs> is that like we actually could not do what like Jesus can do for us. And yeah. so like there is so much grace co- like to cover your failure. Like I wanted to be a chemical engineer. And I went to school for it, and guess what? You went to a lot of schools for it. Twenty-six. <laughs> went to, to two schools, <laughs> and I don't have a degree or a master's degree to yeah. do biochemical engineering, and that's what everybody knew I was going to do. But there has, and I, I failed at becoming a chemical engineer, and I had, once I had clear vision for my life, like we've been talking about, listen to the Vision Over Goals podcast. Um, it just shifted and there was so much grace that was able to cover my failure and I was able to like get back up and start yeah. again and pursue other dreams and other things. And so it's just a good reminder. It's like your failures are covered by so much grace. So you don't have to be yeah. afraid. Absolutely. And, and I think like if, you know, talk, talking about Christ, I was thinking about this today, like Jesus in, in the eyes of the world, like he failed mm-hmm. when yeah. he when he went and like breathed his last breath yeah. on the cross, like that was like a failure yeah. in the eyes of the the king, who, the yeah, who was gonna Messiah. come and do his something. disciples. There's a reason why when Jesus died on the cross, the disciples went back to like fishing and went back to like their normal lives because it's like, okay, this was great, we took a shot at this thing, but it's it returned void. Yeah, um, but like for the joy set before him, like he. He endured the failure. He endured the mm-hmm. disappointment because Jesus, there was great vision on Jesus' life. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, so that he endured the failure. He endured the disappointment to ultimately give us a place where we now can endure yeah. failure. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's abs- good. Absolutely. That's so good. I think that, yeah, I think that falling down and getting back up is just a huge narrative of Scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the only one to do it perfectly. But I really liked what you said, and I'm not trying to plug our our last podcast, but <laughs> but you should listen to it. But I do it's think true. that I do think that a lot of people fear failure because they don't have vision for their life. And here's what I've kind of learned: if you don't proactively take the responsibility of having a vision for your life, of praying and and figuring out what God wants you to do, and that and that's not like a one time thing. That's like a lifelong journey. But if you're not creating a vision for your life, the fear of failure will give you a vision for your life. It will give you yeah, it true. will it will trap you in a in a in a prison of not trying. And I think that some of the biggest things when it comes to this fear of failure are these illusions that we have that if we're ever going to try anything, we have to have safety control and like a guarantee of of a result. Right. And I think when you have vision for your life, you understand that everything is a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Faith, like having faith is a calculated risk. Like right. if you're a follower of Jesus and you believe you've heard from God, you can be 99% sure you've heard from God. There's mm-hmm. still that 1% that's <laughs> right. that calculated risk of, I, I think God told me to move. Yeah. I think God told me to take this job. I think like... Everything in life is a calculated risk. And I think that if you're a 20-something and you're listening to this, if you have this fear of failure, you, you're you going to look for things like a guarantee of safety, right. a guarantee of control uh-huh. before you ever step out. But part of our faith, part of following Jesus is doing our best to hear, doing, doing our best to obey, and then understanding that 
life is a calculated risk. Yeah. yeah. And there mm-hmm. are no guarantees really when it comes to if you're trying to do something as far as starting a business or even inviting somebody to church. Mm-hmm. Like that's a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody could get super ticked at you and never talk to you again. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? Wouldn't you say like some of the most attractive people on the planet, like some of the people I envy the most are the people who like are risk oriented. Yeah. Like some of the most attractive people to me are people who just take these gigantic steps of faith and you're like, you kind of judge them a little bit. Like <laughs> outwardly, you're like, that's so stupid they're doing that. But like deep down, you're like, I wish I could. And that's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. That they like, that they gave that amount of money. Yeah. Or they gave away their car or they like left this job to go do this, to go intern and, you know, yeah. like that's why I love like with our interns. We've, we've yeah. had interns before who are like in the middle of getting their doctorate. Yeah. Like, no, God has called me to leave this and go. And so I, I find myself in that a lot of like, man, the people that I envy the most are the people who are most courageous. Yeah. Why do we love watching people jump out of planes and all those kind of things and in extreme sports? Because we're like, I wish I could be more like that. Yeah. But I'm way too afraid to do that because I know I would fail. Yeah. Um, so I I think that, that that faith just plays a massive step in this. Like what what you believe about God and what you th- believe that he thinks about you will, mm. will really dictate a lot of your um your willingness to take steps of faith where God gives you steps one and two, but you don't know steps three, four, and five. Yeah, where you could fail. Yeah. I, I heard a pastor say this one time. Basically, you'll live up your courage in life will determine the level a vision you live up to. Mm. Basically, everybody can everybody can dream. Yeah. I'm sure everybody yeah. listening to this podcast has a dream and a vision and goals for their life that are probably bigger than what you're experiencing right, right now. But if you're not willing to risk the chance of failing, if you don't have the courage to come into the office or maybe you quit your job because you wanted to start something and it doesn't right. work out. If you don't have the courage to go back maybe to that same old job to pick yourself up again, there's only a certain threshold of vision you yeah. can live up to unless you have the courage to really step out yeah. and to try and to potentially fail. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the reality is anybody who's listening to this podcast, anybody in this room, anybody in the world – who's trying to do something of significance with their life is going to experience failure at some point. It's almost like failure is a necessity of success. And so um, we've talked a little bit about why we're afraid to fail. We talked a little bit about basically like we live in a, a failure adverse society. But failure, what we're trying to get across is that while failure is real, it doesn't have to be negative. Mm-hmm. We can't, yes, you, it might be a step back. It might be a financial hit. It might be a social hit. You might, you might experience some embarrassment or, or maybe some friends walk out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But there is so much we can learn from our failures that can show us so much more than maybe success mm-hmm. ever could. And so for the next five minutes of this podcast, I kind of want to wrap it up with this thought of what can we learn from our failures that maybe instant success could right. never teach us. Right. What is it about our failures that can expose things or show us things that maybe being successful in the first try of something could never show us? Right. Yeah, I think 
there is a lot that we can learn from failure. I feel like growing up an athlete, I feel like it's just <laughs> it's like ingrained in me that like if you fail, it like exposes maybe some things that you need to work on. Like, so fit, maybe you you fail at at starting your own business, or maybe you fail at um, I don't know a relationship, and it I think it can sometimes sort of expose some not weaknesses, but just maybe some areas that's like, hey, this needs some work or this needs some tweaking and can ultimately help like lead you to like taking your next step Mm -hmm. and trying again and pursuing. And I think it's just, it's failure is an exposer rather than like something that like crushes you. It's something that can actually like expose some things that need to be maybe refined. Yeah. And I think that is like the overall thing. Like failure is a refiner and that's like the goal is to like, be refined more and more like the but there's a verse in psalm 12 it says like silver is refined in fire seven times and so for it to be like pure and perfect it actually has to like be burned like seven times and like the heat needs to be turned up and so that's like the process right it's just like we're ultimately trying to become more and more like jesus we're trying to um have our character refined have our like hearts refined and i think that failure is just a pro- a part of that process. So there's just lots of good things that yeah. can come from it. Oh, that's great. There just is a crushing that you like have to go through in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes pain and failure um, don't come from God, but I also do think that sometimes God puts us sometimes and allows us into some very like difficult situations and um maybe doesn't desire that for us but is always like using it and i i I preached a message at red rocks a few weeks ago just talked about like that one of the best things that you and i can do is like is take a look again at the things of like life and the failures like so like what what are the things that have happened this year the things that you failed at like can you look again at them and try to take like a different perspective i I heard someone say once that like pain and and failure because really to me, pain and failure kind of go, yeah, they're like go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like when you fail, there's just a level of pain, maybe physically, <laughs> um, but but definitely like uh, emotionally, mentally. Yeah. Um, but but write this down if, if you're listening. That, that this I can't remember who said this, but he said that pain, it either corrects you, it inspects you, it directs you, it protects you, or it perfects you. Huh. And so I could go through all those things, but like, but but write those things. Corrects you, inspects you, directs you, protects you, uh, perfects you. And so like, there's there's just different things that like pain and suffering. Like if you look back and you take like a different different like level of eyesight at it, that it can really like, um, it can really give you some some healthy perspective. And I talked about this with with our staff once, but a book that I went through, it's called Leadership Pain. It's by this man named Samuel Chan, and and the the subtext of the the title. So it's called Leadership Pain. It says the classroom for growth, and he says that your threshold of leadership will be determined by your threshold of pain. Oh wow! That like your mm-hmm. greatest level of influence in life will be determined by like the your threshold of pain. And when you think about some of the most influential people in your life, or the mentors in your life, the people that you like, okay, I'm going through something difficult. I'm going to call them. It's usually people who have been through some things. Yeah. They've experienced life. They've experienced pain. Um, they've experienced heartache, whether they brought it upon themselves or it came upon them. Um, and 
you know, I think that like we live in such this pain adverse culture, like you talked about that we would rather run to the ends of the earth and rather like sit and endure like pain and failure. Like we fail yeah. once. And so like we'll, we'll run as far away as possible from it to, to live in like the safety and comfort of the things that we know. Um, but Julius Caesar once said, this is a really powerful quote, but he said, it's easier to find men who will die than endure pain and suffering. That's crazy. Yeah. Like it's easier to find men who will die than find men who will like endure pain and suffering. And so, you know, I, I think that it's, it's one of those things that, that pain and suffering and failure is, is a part of life. And, and I think that if you want to do great things for the kingdom of God, you want to do great things for your family, for the people around you, uh, you're, you're going to have to endure yeah. failure yeah. and pain. And the older I get, the more I'm realizing the <clears throat> things that I want in life will not come through the safety and comfort of what I know. Yeah. Sometimes there's seasons of grace where God just like, <laughs> just by his grace and his love for you, just like you end up somewhere you're like, wow, yeah, I did I, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I went I through here? nothing. How did I get here? Yeah. But that's more of a rarity, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. that's the normal. So Yeah, absolutely. I think, man, I think failure mm-hmm. is one of the biggest school grounds for for learning and growth. Like like that guy said, pain is like your 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 threshold of pain is like your threshold of leadership. I a personal story that I've I've shared a few times. I don't know if I've shared specifically on this podcast. When I was in college, I felt called. Like I I, I went to a, a public school for a while and then transferred to a Christian school and felt called to be a pastor and eventually maybe one day start a church and got invited out to Denver. This is how I got here was to be a part of a church plant that that failed. Um and I moved out here. I had all this hope, all this ambition, all these, all this vision, all these dreams for this place. Um, and I mean, we had moments where it was awesome, and people were coming, and we had low moments where, like, what are we doing wrong? And eventually, over the course of I want to say two and a half years, um, the church ended up shutting the doors, and it's actually what led me here to Red Rocks and everything like that. But looking back, there was so much that I thought church was. That it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. I, I thought I thought so much that church was about, you know, like the flashing lights and who can put on the best show and, you know, and it sounds so cliche, but it just reinforced so much that church is about people and yeah. people's yeah. stories and connecting people with God. And, and it's hard for me, maybe one day I need to sit down and write this out to maybe like think of all the lessons I learned from that. Like I, the church was up for two and a half years, but it was really almost a four year endeavor of my life. It was a year of preparation, two and a half years of the church plant, and then kind of like six months of figuring out, like, what do I do next? There's so many lessons that I, I took away from a four-year season of that, that ended up being a failure that I, I cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. There's no book. My, if I ever wrote a book on it, my book could never teach somebody the lessons that living that process yeah, out true. taught me. Very true. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in a place where I'm a part of a successful church that's reaching people and and growing, and we're getting to do young adults and doing this podcast, I apply so many of those lessons to what I would consider to be a success in my life, mm-hmm. um, daily if not weekly. You know, of like things that 
hey, stop prioritizing this. You know that this isn't the most important thing. People are the most important thing, like all this different stuff. And so there are some things you will only learn by failing. Yeah. What is going to define your life is not whether you fail or succeed. It is whether you have the ability to take that failure and turn it into something positive, turn it into a lesson, let it teach you humility so that you can grow beyond that thing or if you're going to let it define you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I honestly believe you only fail when you stop trying. Yeah. yeah. But if you if you determine in your mind, I'm not going to stop trying until I've done what I feel like God's called me to do, every failure in your life is a practice round for that one time it actually works yeah. and it becomes a success. And that's why James says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials yeah. of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete and lack nothing. And I think adversity shakes out what's already in you. Yeah. Like you don't shake a salt shaker and expect pepper to come out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I think adversity like turns you upside down, like shakes you out yeah. and sees what's like really inside mm-hmm. of you. And so I think that failure to your point, failure to me is not failure um, and, unless unless you don't get back up. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. screwed up last night. You made a mistake. You did whatever. Well, now if you're sitting today just in shame and guilt, like, yeah, it was a failure. But but if you're going to choose to like fight and learn and grow, repent and hear from God and, move, you know, it's not a failure. Yeah. So. yeah. You can grow. So, hey, for everybody listening to this podcast, for you to have the best 2022, <laughs> 2022, um, or just the best life, you will fail. Um, we don't say that to be negative. It is just a reality. You will put your hand to something that's not going to pan out. But we want you to know that with the right perspective, with the right heart, with an open mind, with with a with a posture that's like, God, hey, use both the good and bad in my life yeah. to form me into who you're trying to make me, a failure can be a setback or it can be a setup for your next success. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody listening this year, if you encounter a failure, pray about it and flip that thing around and use it as a setup for your next success. So do you guys have any closing thoughts, any final thoughts before we wrap up this podcast? Milana does. Milana, what's your closing thought? Um, That... So you shouldn't be afraid to fail because, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that man, just to reiterate, your failures are just covered. Um, your life is covered. If you're walking with Jesus, like there, there is so much grace. Um, and there, there's also so much, um, you can find in your failures in moment of failures through Jesus. Um, and just like Matron was saying that, if you're you're in a spot where you have failed and you feel like shame or pressure because of um, life or social media, what you're comparing or expectations, that there's so much that Jesus has to offer you in those moments, whether it be strength to like try again, grace to cover maybe a mistake, um, peace to be okay with what happened. Um, there's just all of that available for you yeah. in your failure. So. Yeah, that's Amen. awesome. Well, Anna, pray for us, and we'll wrap it up. Lord, we just thank you um, so much for everybody listening to this podcast, Jesus, for just a new year to um, set out to um, pursue our, our dreams, um, our vision for our life with you, Jesus. We just pray that um, everybody listening to this would feel um, 
like they can walk into this year um, unafraid to fail Jesus because you um, you are a God who has just covered everything, Jesus. You give us room to dream with you, God. You give us room to run with you, Lord. And so we we don't have to be afraid of anything, especially failure, God. So, God, we just pray that you would keep everyone listening to this podcast. Be with them. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Young Adult Podcast. Hey, if you are in another country or another city outside of Denver right now, hit us up on social media. Let us know where you're listening from. We would love to connect with you and uh, continue to grow the Young Adult family. Uh, For all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can find us at Red Rocks YA on Instagram. That's where we post everything. Follow us. Follow us on Instagram and redrocksya.com. And of course, we are a part of Red Rocks Church. So if you are in the Denver metro area, if you're in Austin, or if you are in Brussels, Belgium, look us up, get your butt to church on a Sunday. You will love it and we will love to have you. All right, we will see you guys next week as we continue our conversation on how to have the best 2022 of your life. Love you guys. Peace out.